You are now listening to Cyber Time Bite, hosted by me, Stephen Clark. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey there, everybody. It's your boy, Steve. Once again, for Cyber Time Bite, episode 109. Um, I want to thank everyone for just being here at this point, because 100 episodes is crazy enough as it is, but now I'm hitting 110. So, that's pretty cool. But today... I'm bringing back someone I had a long time ago. The episode I had him on an episode 35. That's a long time ago. <laughs> but he is. It back. was a long time ago. And he's back. I am back with NBA Jam, the book, also known as Rayon Ali. How are you doing, man? <laughs> man, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on again. Um, it's so exciting. Good for you, man. 109 that's a big number like well not necessarily like 109 specifically but the fact that you've crossed 100 and you're almost 110 man good for you and before we got on we're talking about psycho sid and sabu as guests yours man congratulations i'm so glad that you're making moves hey thanks a lot man i you know i try i I try i I try to to make I, i make this podcast not for myself but for people like you who, like like you told me before we got on air, you need something to listen to and you need to work. That's what I'm hoping I can do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And hopefully at some point somebody is going to be like half paying attention to this and listen, and working while listening to this someday. It'll all come full circle. Yeah. And um, no, I forget. Ones I forgot to tell you before we went on air. Um, but be, the guess I had before you came on the first time I had uh do you know who do you know uh, that guy in AEW uh, Vance Archer? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he used to be in WWE also underneath a different name, right? Yeah, he was he was my fourth episode. Wow, <laughs> look at you! You're hustling, man. I you know I did see that one time when you're like you I think you tagged Seth Rollins on Twitter and it was like, hey, you want to come on? Like you're, I see you out there making moves. You know, you're 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 hustling out there. You're hustling the brand. Good for you. Wait, you saw? Wait, I texted Seth Rollins one time. Yeah, I swear to God, you did. Yeah, I, I remember like I think it was pretty sure it was Seth Rollins, and it was like you just tagged him and said, "Hey, man, you want to come on Cyber Time Bite? I got a podcast," <laughs> or something like that. Well, it was like underneath like a random Seth Rollins post. I think it was Seth Rollins. Well, well, here, well, here's the thing I found out is that I can't be asking WWE guys anymore because um, uh, I I emailed one of the wrestlers um, in the UK division. Uh, his name is Flash Morgan Webster, and he's a in he's in NXT UK, and and he told me that because of his WWE contract, he's not he he because of his contract, he can't like show up on my podcast because it's not WWE related. Like, or I'm not like I'm not affiliated with right. affiliated with the company somehow, so he can't come on. So that's my general assumption for all of them now. So I'm sorry to hear that, dude. Yeah, I know that that's been happening. I've been reading about the happening with with other podcasts and projects too. I mean, when WWE wants to crack down, they can really crack down. Yeah, well, when, yeah. well, I mean, I tried getting Heath Slater on, but he's not responding to me. But yeah, 
Uh, dude, I interviewed Heath Slater once. He's a good dude. So I bet if you ever got him, he would be a blast to talk to. Such a good dude. Yeah. He even like cut a promo as Heath Slater at the end of the call. Even though it's just me listening and I'm not going to ever print it anywhere. He was like, you know, be sure to see WWE Raw when it comes to Richmond, Virginia this Friday. And, you know, because I'm about to go out there and I'm about to beat up Wade Barrett or whomever he was talking about at the time. Like whomever he was feuding with. So he cut a promo during our interview where it was just him and me over the phone. It was pretty funny. <laughs> that, that's that's yeah. awesome. So, so, so let's let's just let's just get to it, man. I mean, the book is now out. You ever ever since ever since I talked to you, the book has now come out, and you finally got to touch it. You finally got to flip the pages on your fresh new book, and it's out there. How is the how is the percept how how was the the what's the word? Like what was the uh, response? The reception? Yeah. yeah, the reception. Yeah, man, it's been crazy good. It's been actually even better. I, I mean, I always knew it was going to be good because I know that there's an interest out there for this. But it was, it's been super good. I mean, I'm up to almost 97 reviews on Goodreads. I've got like 44 Amazon reviews. Like the lowest review I've got is like a few three out of fives over on Goodreads. The rest saw four out of fives, five out of fives. It's amazing, man. Um, IGN covered it. The other day, or the not the other day, this was a few weeks ago, but Retronauts, this other big podcast, uh, covered it just yesterday. I'm seeing like shout outs in different places. Um, like the book made a, a cameo on Cinemasker, um, the a, uh, AVGN's channel, mm-hmm. the Angry Video Game Nerd. Um, yeah, it's in the background of some shots of uh, some other stuff that they were doing. So I've been like really getting it out there. I did a panel back in January. 50 people showed up. This is over at MAGFest. 50 people showed up. It was the coolest thing. So it's so weird, man. People like will wait in line to want to talk to me. And they will, you know, they'll be like, oh, I really love the book. I've got somebody who's read it like four times. Um, I made a sale today to Puerto Rico. So shout out to my guy in Puerto Rico who bought the book today. So it's crazy. Like people around the world, uh, Venezuela, Canada, Mexico, Spain, uh, England, uh, all over the states, Canadians love NBA Jam too. Um, it's been it's been really great, man. Can, no, and, and also I also got to bring up because we cannot ignore this that that during this time too, since the last time I had you on, and right now, RK went up just recently, like months ago, re- released that they're that they're bringing out an NBA Jam cabinet with internet connection, so you're able to play with all your boys around the world in your in your favorite basketball game. Dude, I can't believe that. I am so psyched for that. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'll be able to get a cabinet on day one. Um, actually, maybe I should use some of that stimulus money. I still got some stimulus money left. Um, but yeah, no, that thing looks so so good, and it's so exciting that it's finally happening. Like, I remember that was teased back. That was been teased for a long time. So now it's going to be real. Although I don't know what kind of rosters will be in there. Like, will it actually all be the original games, or will the, the rosters be kind of different? Who's going to be out? Like, none of that is is public so far. But I mean. But I mean, technically, no. I mean, can't you technically get a cab day one? You did make NBA Jam the bus. (laughs) I appreciate that. Yeah, no. I actually, I'm trying to uh, contact Arcade One Up, and I've been in touch with them. I've sent over a couple copies to them, and they've been reading it, and they really like it. Um, They said that they made. Yeah, they were thinking like, yeah, what what kind of ideas you uh, do you have? But I sent them some stuff, but I haven't heard anything. So maybe something will materialize. Um, maybe it won't, hopefully it will. Um, but yeah, no, I th- I'm thinking I'm definitely going to have to get a cabinet. Like that thing looks amazing. I've got one of the street fighter two ones right over here, uh, where I'm sitting. Yeah. 
and it's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Do you have any of them? I want no, I don't have any of them right now, but I want to get the golden tea one. Ooh, golden tea. That's a good choice. That's a deep cut. Yeah. Dude, golden teas, I'm I'm terrible at golden tea. Like I'm just total trash at golden tea. And I was playing with a friend and he just wiped the floor with me and it was embarrassing. And he was trying to teach me. I was like, man, golden tea's super cool, but I'm I'm awful at it. But um who's your uh speaking of RK one up, who's your favorite NBA team again? Favorite NBA team. So it's gotta be, especially from back in the day, it's gotta be the Supersonics, R.I.P. Um, the Jazz are up there. I mean, I love the Timberwolves, but yeah, it's got to be the Supersonics and Jazz from the original Jam games. Can you can you imagine if if they if they listened to your responses and everything you sent them, and they put you as a spray in the game as like an Easter egg for your book? <laughs> oh my God, that's one of my long term goals. That's one of my long term dreams is that somehow I get involved in NBA Jam. Um, that would be incredible. Yeah. So, I mean, you never know, man. It's crazy some of the stuff that I've I've uh, gotten and the people that I've heard from. Like, the response is, is crazy. People really love NBA Jam, and I think the fact that there hasn't been any NBA Jam products means that, like, my book is, like, the first NBA Jam thing to come out in forever. So all, there's all that love for NBA Jam that's not going anywhere that people are like, oh, okay, I love NBA Jam, and your book is the next best thing or the thing that's happening now. So it's it's super cool, man. But, God, if, they ever, if I forgot to be the game, I would be – I would I would probably freak out. I would have like a like a geek panic attack of some kind or something or like just go nuts. That would be amazing. Yeah, because um it, you, I I'm like you with Guitar Hero. I'm like Yeah. I'm, when, when it comes to Guitar Hero, I'm like I'm like that's like my thing. Like you have NBA Jam, I yeah. have Guitar Hero. And I love I Man. love that series. Yeah, Guitar Hero is awesome. Did you ever play any of the old Konami guitar games that predated Guitar Hero a little bit, like Guitar Freaks? I I don't think so. I've heard about them, and I've seen them before. I don't know too much about the differences between them and Guitar Hero, but I've always been kind of curious as to, like, what did Guitar Hero take from Guitar Freaks, but what does Guitar Freaks have on its own? So, I, yeah, you should check out Guitar Freaks. That was a, that was a cool time period for Konami. Yeah, because I, I heard... I heard that Guitar Hero is inspired off some Japanese guitar game that brought to the States, and then they used that concept for Guitar Hero. Yeah, I think it's Guitar Freaks is that one. It's the, it was definitely a Konami game. Um, mm-hmm. Like there were, I think it was like the Pioneer, but that said, though, I'm not sure. Maybe? Maybe not. Well, I'm pretty... Um, but man, cool. Yeah. But I'm sure, right, if you want to, right now, tell you can tell me, like, literally every single nba jam game that has been made <laughs> oh god yes i could that's uh yeah it's weird man like i feel like i know legitimately more know more about nba jam than anybody else on earth and it's not like i'm just the coolest guy ever or whatever but it's just because i spent four years working on it and i got to talk to everybody from top to bottom to the fans to the people who developed it to the players and i've talked spent so many hours talking about it and i've learned so much i feel like i am the the first ever jamologist. I like. I should put jamologist as my as my job title because that's what I am. Like I've, I know my NBA Jam. I love my NBA Jam. So yeah, man, I know. Uh, I know a lot about NBA Jam. Probably too much. Tell us, um, t- tell our lovely listeners here all the games that are in the NBA Jam series. <laughs> all right. Okay. Wow. Okay. Um, let's see. Let's start off with NBA Jam. NBA Jam Tournament Edition. NBA Jam 99. Oh, no, no. Then you got NBA Jam Extreme, of course. 
NBA Showtime for Midway, NBA Hang Time for Midway, NBA Maximum Hang Time, NBA Jam 98, NBA Jam 99, NBA Jam 2000, 2003 NBA Jam, NBA Jam by EA in 2009 or 2010, 2011 NBA Jam On Fire Edition. Uh, you've got NBA Jam for mobile iOS somewhere in there. You've got the Tiger Game, that piece of junk. Um, yeah. I think I covered all the big ones. So there's a whole lot of them. But, like, uh, is that all of them, though? Is that all the games? Yeah, that's pretty much all the games. They just made so many conversions of the home and tournament edition games. Like, they had, like, the Sega CD version and then the Jaguar version, the PlayStation version, et cetera, et cetera, and along with the famous 16-bit ones. Um, but there's not, like, a whole ton of games. It's more like there's probably maybe nine, eight, nine, ten official NBA Jam games, and the rest of them are... Like, adaptations. Like, there's a reason there's a lot of NBA Jam out there is because they just milked those original two dry. What's the what's the difference between all of those, though? Between all of those NBA Jam games? I mean, like, is it is it basically the first NBA Jam, but it's just a fancy title? Yeah. Well, in the first NBA Jam, you have the original guys at Midway developing it. So you have the guys who are just working down the hall from the Mortal Kombat team. Like Mark Trammell and Sal DeVita. Um, Sal DeVita was Nightwolf in Mortal Kombat 3. Also Sector and Cyrex and Smoke. Um, but you had those guys developing the game. And then later on you have Acclaim take over the license and they kind of they kind of ruined it. And I get into that in the book is that how like NBA Jam was like once upon a time a huge thing. But when the late 90s hit people, nobody was playing NBA Jam anymore. So... Yeah, there's a big difference. There's a big difference. Those early ones are definitely had that midway magic. The later ones didn't. The um, what what what's an NBA Jam extreme? What makes it extreme? Oh jeez, oh gosh, it's got four buttons instead of the three buttons that NBA Jam has. So NBA Jam has, uh, I think it's turbo slash. No, turbos. It's always its own thing. And then you've got shoot slash slash steal, and then you've got pass slash whatever the other one is that i'm forgetting or um and anyways i forget the, the the all the buttons should probably know this off the top of my head but the uh nba jam extreme version has four buttons instead now there's a new extreme button so you've got turbo and you've got extreme and you've got them like saying different things like you know in nba jam they say he's on fire but in nba jam extreme they say i smell smoke you know, before he's on fire, instead of he's heating up, they say, I, sm- I smell smoke. Uh, Marv Albert says it, and it's really like, it doesn't really go over the same way. <laughs> no, it's, it's- uh, yeah, not not a great game, honestly. Yeah, and it was like pretty much, it was a failure at the arcade. It was a failure at home. Um, the critics hated it. Um, somebody said, like, I read, there was like a GameSpot review that ran in like 1997 or 8 when it came out. So it was like early days of the internet. Uh, at least for the video game community on the internet, and it, one of the like the the headline was like, "I want to jam this game through my TV," like or something like that. Just it was really unkind. So people do not like uh, NBA Jam Extreme. It was uh, it was kind of sad how it all ended up. Did you were you a fan of Tekken? Was Tekken a game you liked? Man, I have to say Tekken Three, especially Tekken One. I didn't. I thought it was really ugly. Like, it's, I can kind of appreciate it, but it's super early 3D and very blocky. Tekken 2 is pretty cool. Tekken 3 is where my heart is. Tekken 3, Tekken Tag Tournament, Tekken 4. Um, yeah, man. What about you? Are you a big Tekken guy? I love Tekken. I, I want to get all the games. I, I literally... I, I have uh, 
two, three, four, and seven, but I'm but I gotta get the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know what the coolest thing is is that near my work, so I work in uh, Columbus, Ohio, and like and my the part of uh, woods that I work in. You know, if I go out to lunch from there, there's actually a restaurant that's walking distance from my office that has a Tekken 3 arcade cabinet, and it's in good shape. It's in this Mexican restaurant. It's amazing, dude. So I can play Tekken 3 on my lunch break. Is that, is that what you do all the time? I, I don't do it enough. I've definitely done it before. Not on my lunch break, but if we have a team meeting over there or, like, you know, have a happy hour, I just end up leaving and starting to go play some Tekken by myself. So <laughs> oh. who's, your, who's your Tekken character? Like, who, who are your mains? Paul. Oh, yeah. That's my guy. That's my guy, man. Yeah, man. Who's your guy? He's got great hair, but... Man, I'm I'm basic. I really like... I gotta say, I really loved Jin. I love Eddie Gordo. I, um... Man, I, like, when, when it comes to playing as Kazuya, I, that's always fun, too. Um... I don't know. Ling Zhao Yu is pretty pretty cool. Also, there's a lot of them. And oh, love Yoshimitsu. Also, I'm terrible as Yoshimitsu, but what a great character. Um, so I got a question for you. Yeah. Whose hair is better, Paul from Tekken or Guile from Street Fighter? Paul, Guile is too short. <laughs> really? Dude, Guile's his head looks like a brush. It's like a it's like a painting brush or something that you used to clean your floor with. All right, <laughs> when he's got his haircut trimmed up nice. So, man, I think that's pretty impressive. All right, okay. No. You you like you like Paul's digitized hair, his uh, his three D hair. His hair is a lot nicer. I mean, Guile looks like I don't I don't know how to explain that. It, but but Paul looks more realistic in hair. <laughs> okay. I'm, you know, I'm gonna have to post this on Twitter. We're gonna have to see what people think. Yeah, dude, no, 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 tag me in it. <laughs> tag me. In it. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No, I'm definitely gonna do that. Yeah. Who has better hair? It's. See, my my vote's got to be Guile, but man, too. Um. Yeah. How about? Um, man. How about um? What you thought about like you know checking seven? I've not played Tekken 7. I've not not gotten the chance. Um, I'm so behind, man. There's so many games I want to play. Like Even, like let's say, I love Mortal Kombat. I've played MKX like for five minutes. I want to catch up with so many games. I'm so behind. How, um, now, how would you feel if, like, they were, like, in your city? Like, like they were, like, tra- like they had, like, a, a thing where they had people trying out to say Boom Chakalaka, and you... And, and you like freaking went in there to be like, oh, like, like, and who are, and like the, and, uh, and whatchamacallit, they, uh, they do that and you, you go there and do it and whoever they choose, whoever they think is the best they put in the game. And, and by the time the game comes out, they don't tell anyone because I want to make it a complete surprise. And you play the game and you hear you, how would that feel like? That would be incredible. You know, that actually happened to somebody involved in the game, right? It did. Yeah, man. Um, have you ever heard of Air Dog? Is he, is he some kind of like music artist or something? No, no. Uh, he was this kid who was a secret character in, I think it was the original NBA Jam on Super Nintendo. So he, he his dad worked at Acclaim, and his dad is this marketing executive. So this kid's like, let's say, 8, 9, 10, 11, like real kid, like real little kid. Yeah. Um, anyways, his dad worked at Acclaim and would sometimes like put him in uh, the game as like little Easter eggs. 
or put him in like, you know, for a thank you. And one day his dad, so his dad also really loves to take photographs. So if his dad took a picture of him, it wasn't a big deal. So one day his dad says like to Eric, this, this little kid, he says, I want you to, you know, stand here. Let me take a few photographs of your head. So Eric says, sure. And then later on when NBA jam comes out, his dad tells him like, Hey, you're an NBA jam, you're air dog in there. Um, air being short, Eric, uh, you know, air is short for Eric. Yeah. So it's air dog in there. And then he plays as himself in there and he had no idea who's going to be an NBA jam until it was all pretty much a done deal. So that actually happened to him. Can you imagine that man? Yeah. I, 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 I haven't played, I played NBA jam, but it was a long time ago, but like, but I was like, man, that's, I, I would, if that was me, I would be like, holy crap. I'm in a game. I'm in a video game. I'm in a game, yeah, especially in the 90s when it's a really big deal. I mean, like, think about the, this. You can do all kinds of hacks, and there's all there's hacks and mods, and there's create-a-player modes. Like, you didn't have this in the 90s. So when you're in the game, it's especially a big deal that you're in the game. Like, because nobody else is going to be in the game. They can't even put themselves in the game if they wanted to. But how, but how do you get these characters? Like, how do you, like, these secret characters in the game, how do you get to them? You just unlock them. So there's all these different codes for them. So you got to enter the, the code just right to get Air Dog. Like Bill Clinton's in the game. Um, Al Gore's in the game. You've got George Clinton from Parliament Funkadelic. Will Smith, DJ Jazzy Jeff. I mean, all these guys are all over these games. So it's pretty cool that, that there's so much uh, lore over there. Can you imagine like NFL Jam, MLB Jam, and NHL Jam? <laughs> That would be cool. The Midway kind of did that, though. They did NFL Blitz. They, they did MLB Slugfest, NHL Hits, or NHL Open Ice. Like They did a lot of games that were kind of like that, too. Dude, what, what do you think of those games, though? Like, the, What do you think of like the other games that were kind of like NBA Jam-ish with the other sports? I loved them. I really thought it translated well because... You know, one thing is that there's a lot of people out there that they want to play sports games, but they, they don't really want to mess around with, like, thinking up stats or, like, being realistic or calling plays or anything like that or, you know, fiddling around with different camera angles. They just want to play, like, a fun game. And that's what those midway games were. So, yeah, I really love them, and I think they really hold up. I mean, especially NFL Blitz. I mean, that game had a whole franchise of its own. What, um, what, uh, what do you thought about the Neo Geo? Oh, dude, love the Neo Geo. How can you not, man? You got King of Fighters, Metal Slug, Fatal Fury, Samurai Showdown. It just keeps on going and going. I love all yeah. that. I love that. I love dude. that console, man. <laughs> it's so good. Um, the whole, I mean, SNK overall, what a great company. What's your favorite Neo Geo uh, franchise or SNK franchise? <clears throat> oh, man. Um, it's hard to choose one. <laughs> um can I name off a couple? <laughs> you can you can you can go a couple. I'll allow a couple, but not any more than that. All right. I love Metal Slug. I love King of Fighters. I love Fatal Fury. I love Art of Fighting. Whoa, 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 whoa! I said two, buddy. <laughs> I said two. I noticed you. I noticed you crossing the line over there. <laughs> There's so many great games, though. Yeah, it's so tough to choose. So for me, Fatal Fury's got to be there. Like Fatal Fury Two. Uh, is a game I had for my Genesis or my Mega Drive, which is the European version. Yeah, that's what I played growing up, and I love Fatal Fury too. 
Yeah, but it, but but what's this? Great. What's that? Such a great series, man. Like, and the art is just amazing. Yeah, but let's be honest. The the ports of the SNK games to like a Super Nintendo or a Genesis will never be like the Neo Geo version. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. They won't ever be like the Neo Geo version, no. But it's a it's a close enough approximation. Like you know, with those NBA Jam home ports, they're totally different from the arcade version. If you play the arcade version, you're getting the real experience. If you play the home ports, you're kind of getting an imitation, or not an imitation, but you're getting a different version of it. So yeah, no, it definitely wasn't the same. But man, I would love to have a Neo Geo console. Um, do you have, wait? Do you have a Neo Geo console? What do you think? I'm, wait, what do you think? I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You never know. What if you, you know, you can always have all kinds of weird things around. Like I've got, for example, I have this random Sega Sports Dreamcast that my uh, that my wife's friend gave me. Like she had a, uh, a yeah, Sega Sports branded Dreamcast that I now own. Cause she was like, I don't want this Dreamcast anymore. And I was like, wow, are you serious? Okay, sure. So you never know. Weird stuff can happen. So that said, though, you got to put the Neo Geo on the bucket list up there with that arcade one-up cabinet. Well, and well, here's the other thing. I mean, like, I don't have the actual thing, but they released a Neo Geo Mini like two years ago, and and they made a European version and an American version. I have the American version, but now there's a very very rare Christmas edition that has all the games on the European version and all the games on the American version put onto one, and they released it for Christmas, and it came with the thing itself, two controllers. Um, HD, HDMI, just like it came with like everything, and you didn't have to buy it extra. It, it just came in the box, and, and that's all. And uh, the whole thing is red and gold because you know Christmas, <laughs> and it's uh, it's, that's super cool. Yeah, I missed out on this. I did hear about this Neo Geo Mini, but not this whole these different editions. Yeah. So so like it's very rare, and when you do find it, it's really expensive, and so. So you so like so like if you want to get it, um, just get your version, and then um, or if you want to pay if you want to shout out the money, which I'm pretty sure you can with your NBA Jam the book money. Oh my! Oh my! I love this. Wait, I also feel like last time didn't you make like some prediction that I was going to be like a millionaire or something? I feel like we had this conversation too. It's all coming back to me. I feel like we had something like that. I I think so, but but I feel but yeah. But if you're NBA GM, the book money, you can probably buy Neo Geo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I'm out here flexing, all right? Yeah, with my NBA GM money, I've just got stacks on stacks, okay? You can't, yeah, it's just a fortress. You know those, you see those people with the stacks of money that they hold up like telephones? Yeah. That's what I'm doing right now. That's the phone I've got. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking into a stack of $100 bills right now with that NBA GM book money, baby. <laughs> No, no, but no, but for real though, for legitimate, are you actually getting the money back for what you for what you sell? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So we're still um, it's still early on with the money stuff too because with the way book contracts work, don't have the full picture just yet. Um, I'm about to find out soon, but no, man, yeah, business has been brisk. It's uh, it's interesting. I don't make you know I sell these autograph copies. I don't make very much from them, um, but it's still cool to to do this and. In some ways, like not to be too corny, but it's not about the money to some degree. It's just yeah. so cool to have people be so interested in it and want to read the story. Um, yeah, it's been selling well. I'm definitely not a millionaire, barely a thousandaire. I'll tell you that. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're doing it for the money. I never thought of it that way, but, like... Oh, no, 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 no. I, I know what you meant. But, like, but like, wouldn't it be cool for you to quit your day job just to sell the book? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? That would be incredible. I don't see it happening. Um, unfortunately, like, it would have to... I would need, like, Shaq to go and, like, plug my book for, like, two days for something <laughs> like that to happen. So, I don't know if I could ever be able to quit my job to just sell the book and hang out on Twitter and Instagram, but... Man, that's the dream. Maybe with book two, I'll be able to do that. Who knows? Gee, oh, there's a second book coming now? Oh, man. You know I'm already working on it. Well, I've been working on it a bit. I haven't really dove all the way in, but I want to do something very different for my next book. And it's uh, it's kind of scarier to me that working on the second book versus the first one because I was like, I know everybody's going to like NBA Jam, but uh, the, se- the second one is going to have more of me in it. So I'm like – we're going to have to see what's going to happen, but I have a really good feeling about it too. I, I hope one day I make it in one so. of your books. <laughs> That'd be really cool. You, you make what? No, hopefully one day I make it into one of your books. It's just like, Oh, but cyber time bite was awesome to be on. I mean, I'm not trying to brag to my, I'm not trying to be like, Oh, brag about me. I'm just saying that I think, I think that'd be like pretty cool to get I, like noted. <laughs> yes, that would, that would be cool. Yeah. You got to make those. <laughs> You got now. You got to be part of NBA Jam history or something. So I have to mention you. Like, oh, you know, Stephen, who you know best from Cyber Time Bite, he's now responsible for create, you know, remaking NBA Jam in the year 2020. <laughs> so yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's your path. Hey, if you do that, I'll definitely put you in the next book. What if I? What if I? If I say like, boom, shakalaka. <laughs> hey, we already have somebody out here saying boom shakalaka. You got to give. You got to do uh, something new, man. You got you have to bring something new to the table. I already have Tim Kisro here doing boom shakalaka. Well, I mean, like, what else new can I add to the NBA Jam table that hasn't already been done? <laughs> well, I don't know. That's why you got to think of it. That's why I got to put you in the book. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna have to think about it. So, yeah, that's not. Hey, this is this is on you, buddy. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, like NBA Jam Dungeons and Dragons edition. Okay. Okay. All right. And spitballing over here. I like it. Like, no, like, like, do you know, like, do you know how in Dungeons and Dragons you have the dice and you roll it and you get like D thir- D20s or whatever? Like, like sure. Why is if you're like playing Dungeons and Dragons, but like, but you're playing it so fast to keep up with like NBA jam speeds? <laughs> wow. That would be insane. And I kind of want to see it happen now. And then, and then you flip the page, yeah. and, then, and, then, and then you roll your dice, and you and you get like a one, and they say, ooh, that's a boom shakalaka for you, kid. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Look at this. You're coming up with some ideas here, man. Yeah. You got to be part of NBA Jam history with this stuff. Yeah, but like, I... Yeah. I don't know how much that would actually work, though. It probably wouldn't probably been, eh, work, but... It'd probably be fun for like five minutes, and after about five minutes, you'd be like, "Man, why can't we just play Dungeons and Dragons the regular way?" <laughs> but, but you know what? For that the boom shot, like the NBA Jam Dungeons and Dragons crossover, that would be pretty cool. I'd be there for that, man. I mean, like there's Dungeons and Dragons pinball, so you know, Dungeons and Dragons basketball. Yeah, not a bad idea, right? Yeah, no, no, no. I said Dungeons. There's Dungeons and Dragons pinball already. Right. No, no, no. Yeah. And you're saying pinball. So I'm saying how about Dungeons and Dragons basketball with NBA Jam 
Ninjas and Dragons. Yeah, that that'd be that'd be so awesome. That, like that would be pretty cool, man. Yeah. Have you ever played D and D before? I'm not a D and D guy. No, I. Uh, it's one of those things I've had friends that have played, and I've said, "Oh, that looks kind of cool," and but that's the extent of it. So, I don't know. Something about RPGs, those kinds of RPGs, board games, they kind of scare me off. I'm like, this is looks like a lot to learn. So I'm gonna. I tend to keep my distance from those. Like I'm just. I don't have the. I don't really think I've got the patience for it. How about um. Uh, so so like. Has there ever been an NBA Jam pinball machine ever made? Because, you know, everything has a pinball machine now. Yeah, actually, yeah, there were a couple of uh, iterations of that. Now, it wasn't officially NBA Jam, but there was uh, a game that Midway put out called NBA Fast Break from like 96, 97. That was, yeah, that's definitely basically NBA Jam in pinball form. And then several years later, this uh, company called Stern Pinball out of Chicago they made it a pinball game uh, called NBA, and it had Tim Kistro doing the voice. So it had Mr. Boom Shakalaka doing the voice for the pinball game. So there is that kind of stuff out there, yeah. Because uh, maybe NBA Jam pinball. Maybe like, well, it, it can't happen this year because NBA Midwest got canceled because of the virus. It's going to be canceled by the virus, I know. But like for 2021, I should get I should like get you out here somehow for a convention. And like, I should like, we should like do this like live in front of people, and just like that would be awesome, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, I'll man, look. you got to make this stuff happen. All right, I, you got now. You got the deep pockets over here. Well, no, no, no. I don't have. I can. I can pay to get you. Get, you. You have to get here on your own. But like, I would get the panel set what? up. <laughs> Oh, okay. All right. You know what? I have a big retainer, buddy. All right. It's it's five figures at least for me to even look in your direction. All right. This is how this relationship goes. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if you can afford my fun, man. Look, I'm talking. I told you earlier. I'm talking to you on a on a stack of hundred dollar bills for a telephone. Okay. I'm not sure I got time for this. Yeah. Oh, you got you got you got like five books stacked on top of each other, and you're sitting on your book made throne with your five stacks. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'm like that. Yeah, I'm just uh, just surrounded by books. Yeah, just NBA Jam all the time. Oh, you, you make you make Bill Gates like you make Bill Gates look like a look look like a look like a tiny tiger toy. <laughs> oh no, man. Yeah, he's Bill Gates compared to me. He's a jobber. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. He, he can't compare to this NBA Jam money. <laughs> oh yeah, you know that tiger, that Tiger Games uh, NBA Jam. Wait, wait, that's Windows 10. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wait, what was that? No, no, like that, like no. I'm just saying, like, oh, that's just Windows 10s in your eyes. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, Windows 10 is nothing. Yeah. Have you read the NBA Jam book? Because there's an NBA Jam book. Yeah, I bet Bill Gates would be into it. Um, actually, you know what? You haven't. Uh, I'm not sure if you've read the book yet or not, but Bill Gates makes a cameo in the book too. So Bill Gates is in there. Oh, he is. That's, that's he is, man. Yeah, he's actually part of uh, of a story that's told in the book. Bill Gates does make an appearance. But um, have you? Did, did he actually like read? Did, do you know if he read your book or got a copy of your book? Oh no 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 no! This is just he was. This was uh, something where. Uh, there's a story involving Bill Gates 
and uh, Mark Trammell, the creator of NBA Jam, that's in the in the book. So I would be highly surprised if Bill Gates even knows what NBA Jam is, much less my book. It would be cool though. Does the does the creator? Well, I'm I would hope that the guy who made NBA Jam has your book, right? He does. He does. I've sent him uh, a couple of copies. I haven't heard much from him in terms of feedback, but he's always been really supportive. Um, he's a very good dude. And I've been talking to him for years. It's weird. Like I've done about 10 interviews with him and there've been long interviews too. So I get, I've gotten to know him, uh, but we've never met in person, even after all this time. Um, how do you get in contact with someone like that to get an interview with them? Yeah. Uh, so typically what I do is I track down people with social media is one big place I start. Um, you know, go try to find their Facebook or the LinkedIn. I try to find a company that they work at or they work for, try to find an email address. Um, you can try to find them on a company website if there's profiles, like an employee directory. There's all kinds of ways to, to find these people. But I think, yeah, I probably talked to him on Facebook years ago, like 2012, 13, like back when I had an idea for something else that was NBA Jam related. And then the book ended up happening in 2015. So um, yeah, I've, I've known him for many years now. It's been interesting kind of, kind of getting to know him, even though I don't know him intimately. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. we know each other, but he's never even met me. I mean, but like, he's a good dude. I, I gotta give you props, man, for for doing this, man. I mean, look, I mean, you you finally you finally did it the first time I met you. You just it was happening, and now it happened, and now it's getting out there, and you're autographing it, and you're doing all this stuff. It's just like, wow, man! I'm, congratulations. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. It was a very long time. It was four years total that I worked on this thing. So in some ways, it still doesn't feel real because I'm like, okay, I know I got to still work on it like because I've been working on it for so long. I have to do this interview or I have to check this fact or I have to go and add this sentence or add this phrase. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing, man. Things are possible. Things are possible if you work hard and wait. Like you have to have a lot of patience with stuff like this, like a big project. Um, the big thing is like, you know, if you ever work on something, like just commit and see it to the end because it's really hard when, you know, it's not very sexy. Like when it's just you – transcribing or having to come, you know, I would, I would actually go into my office and I'd stay there late and be in a, you know, another room over there, like a huddle room. I'd work or I'd go in there on the weekends just so I could be by myself. You know, I would do interviews in mornings and nights. Like it was, yeah, I would just be like squeezing in time after work, wherever I could. Um, it was just, it was very tough. Don't get me wrong. But it, in the end it was all worth it because all this would not have been possible. Um, and yeah, like, you know, Mark Trammell, such an amazing person I met through this. Like, this guy is legitimately a genius, if you ask me. Like, coming up with NBA Jam and NFL Blitz and these classics, this guy's mind is on the next level. And he was able to open up to me, and, you know, he talked to me about his life, and, you know, got to, I got to know him. That was, like, an amazing side effect. So I've had so many amazing side effects for it that's like, okay, four years is a long time, but, you know, I finally graduated. You know, I went to NBA Jam school for four years, and then finally in 2019 I graduated. It was a very long road, though, very long road. Um, I, I didn't, obviously I haven't made a book, but I actually, uh, put on deep, well, my second panel didn't make DVD because I never even got videotaped, but, um, I actually have, uh, a live event, a, a Beyblade tournament I filmed on DVD that I, that I made and, oh, yeah. I, and I had my first panel on DVD. So that's like something. That's awesome, man. Good for you. No, the thing is that, like, you know, you have to just keep making moves. Like, you know, when you – like, there's no way that you could – like, you know, 
I was actually looking at these old articles I did. Like I did my first article in 2008 and I didn't get paid anything for it. I didn't get paid anything for a lot of articles, but I like slowly worked myself up or worked my way up. I went from like the local places. I was in like Wired, Rolling Stone, Spin Magazine, Complex, The Atlantic. Um, really, I was hustling and I wrote for probably like 50 places over the years. American Airlines in-flight magazine. Like I was really trying to get out there and I talked to thousands of people and did thousands of interviews in that time where I was where you are um, in terms of that position. But, you know, it's like a day at a time. Like I didn't, I knew I was, I wanted to do something big eventually, but it takes a lot of work to, to get there. So yeah, man, you're making those, good for you for making those moves with the, with the DVD. I hope that like whatever the next step is for that for you, you, you go ahead and you follow that because the follow through is really where things count. Yeah, I mean the, the the thing is though is that I don't I'm not like the the DVD is like for people who like want it like I ask like I like if I right. if I like bring it up and if they want a copy I'll be like okay yeah I can send you a copy if it, if you want but like um but like I but like I'm not like sending him like through a store or anything online because like I don't want I don't know if I'm I'm not saying legal to sell them but like I just I just like to play it yeah. safe. Yeah. No, I understand what you mean. Yeah. Um, but as long as you stay productive, man, man, good for you for your podcast. Congratulations. 109 episodes is a long time to, to do it. Like, do you, do you do something new every week, twice a week? How often do you do new episodes? I, up, oh, I upload, I upload the episodes every week, but I record whenever, but I upload them every single Wednesday. So as long as I have an episode for that Wednesday of that week, then I'm good. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Good for you. That's a that's a lot to, to go through. So you're making it happen. So uh, before I, yeah, I know you want to I know you want to wrap this up by eight by eight fifteen my time. But um, what uh, is there anything you want to ask me before we had to had to close it up? Man, I yeah, I I want I want to send you a, a copy of the book, and I want yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts on it. I, you know what? Even if you like, just go through, and I'm gonna send you over the uh, PDF version as well as the the other formats. But if you, even if you just go through and Control F for a few games in there, I guarantee you're gonna learn something. Like if you look up, let's say NFL Blitz or Smash TV or Mortal Kombat or something like that, you're gonna find some cool stuff out. So, um, no man, thank you so much for for having me on and for uh, always being so supportive. I really appreciate it. And I'm definitely gonna put this the poll on Twitter after we get off here. I'm going to ask whose hair is better, Paul or Guile, and we're going to find out. So you went with Paul. I'm going with Guile. So I'm going to have to mention that in the tweet too. So Wait no, up. man, it's uh, it's, yeah. What were you going to say? Um, if you like, no, I was going to ask you. Do you mind if you want? Do you want me to put both of your episodes on DVD, put it in a put it in a CD case, and sign it for you? Oh, I love it, man. I appreciate it. You know what? At some point later on down the line, if we ever meet in person, I would love that. If we met in person, I would love that. Yeah, because I can mail it to you. Yeah. If you want. The the thing is though is that I don't I wouldn't have a place to play him just yet. But yeah, well the thing is that if I meet it with you, meet you in person, that'll be a memento of my meeting with you. That's so right. that's gonna be a bucket list thing. So yeah, we gotta we gotta figure that out. Someday we gotta cross paths. Yeah, well you're from Ohio, right? I am. I am over in over in Columbus. Oh man! If no, here, oh here's the funny thing. Okay, so, so if this if this all goes down, 
the way it's supposed to. I don't know if it's actually going to happen. This is just this is just running in my mind. But I have a friend. I have, I have a I have a friend who I'm not going to. I mean, like they've been on the podcast for, but I'm not going to bring this all up. But I'm not going to bring the whole thing up. I'm just just blatantly. I have a friend who is planning to get married in Ohio. So if I happen to be there and it happens to be near Columbus, dude. Yeah, man, hit me up. I've got a, a barcade that we can go to. And I, yeah, absolutely. I'll bring over. I'll I'll get you some NBA Jam swag too. NBA Jam. <laughs> yeah, man. Absolutely. No, no, no. We'll definitely. Hopefully, this whole all the social distancing stuff will be done by then, and we can get a burger together or something. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, I'm I'm straight edge, so I don't drink, but I would love to love to grab like a like a burger and fries with you, man, and a milkshake probably. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't. I don't really drink. I drink amaretto sours on occasion. I love like girly drinks, as people call them. Like I love amaretto sours. So when it comes to drinks, that's the kind of thing that I'm into. I, it's either amaretto sours or shots. Like there's not a lot of room for in between with me. It's like either we're like we're going all in, which is very rare for me, or we're just sipping some amaretto sours over here. So that said, though, I love burgers even more than I love amaretto sours, and I love amaretto sours a lot. Well. This has been this has been epic. This has been awesome. Um, let me do my outro and I'll let you do yours. Um, thank you everyone for listening to episode 109 of Cyber Time Bite. You can follow me on Facebook at Cyber Time Bite. Follow me on Twitter at Nostalgia Vamp. Make sure to buy my merchandise at Crash Steven Gear on Rub on Redbubble.com. No, no, I said that wrong. Find my merch. On Rubble.com under Crash Steven Gear, or even you know the Spork is the most powerful of them all. You can literally, you can just literally buy my merch. Just like it'd be cool. You you could buy buy you you have your NBA Jam stuff, man. I have my Spork stuff. So if you want that, just you know, I'll link you. <laughs> You're making moves, man. This is great. That's awesome. Um, actually, you know what? Before we before we go, I do have a question for you. Yeah, what's up? Um, could you uh, could could you do some Mortal Kombat ASMR for me? Just because in the last episode we talked about Mortal Kombat ASMR. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I can. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me. Uh, let's get some. Uh, can I get a, a fatality? Fatality. <laughs> <laughs> God. Get over here. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Finish you. Yeah. No, 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 no. Or in these times, stay over there. <laughs> yeah. Six feet distance. Social distancing. Yeah. Friendship. Yeah. <laughs> get, o- get over there. <laughs> Please join my Zoom meeting. I'm, this, I'm Scorpion. Join my Zoom meeting. God of Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I love it. I love it. Um... Yeah, man. You got to make that Mortal Kombat ASMR happen. There's an audience out there for that. There's got to be. No, no. I got. I don't have Mortal Kombat cosplay, but I should get like an Ermac Scorpion or Sub-Zero cosplay, put that on, and just make videos of me just in the cosplay. Just going like, get over here. <laughs> this is it. Yeah, man. Look, you need, to, you need to add this to the line. Maybe if you can have some Spork stuff in there, too. You could really make this make this thing sing. You could really make it work. I uh, I mean like yeah. Does ASM no? Does ASMR get over though? Like, does that really get over? 
Yeah, man, people love that. I mean, unfortunately, uh, as far as I know, you're not a very attractive woman. So that is definitely working against your favor uh, for getting over with your ASMR on, let's say, YouTube. But no, man, there's still like crazy uh, amounts of people that love ASMR. There's a big amount of people out there that love ASMR. So I can't say I've ever listened to it, but uh, like ever listened to it beyond being like, okay, this is interesting. Um, but it's, it's this cool idea. Yeah, so it's, yeah. Well, uh, man, I'll, yeah. I'll like, I'll, I can, no, I, funny enough, I actually, um, if, when this gets uploaded, if the pandemic's over, it won't really matter at that point. But, but if, but if, um, if it isn't over by the point this is uploaded, make sure to go buy my mask too. Cause I have masks. That's awesome. You've got a mask too, man. That's great. Yeah. Look at you. You're making moves that here. Um, yeah, man. So just to, to get my stuff in, yeah, NBA Jam, the book. Look it up on Amazon. Look it up on bossfightbooks.com. Come follow me on Twitter at NBA Jam book or at NBA Jam book on Instagram. And keep on listening to Cyber Time Bite. It rocks. I'm going to listen to the Psycho Set episode tomorrow. Yeah, and get back and tell me what you think of it after you, you know, as you're done with it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, well, for me, I want to thank you all for listening, and I hope all of you have a great day. Have a nice one. Peace.